a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live at Stacked Pickle on 1960. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to text the show. You can get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler. Today it's at Henry Thomas NFL, it's at Aaron is Blitzed, it's at the producer Nick, it's at Degenerates 975, it's at ESPN 975. And we're out here at Stack Pickle. If you uh, come out, get signed up. They're giving away all kinds of cool stuff today. All you, but you have to be present to win, including uh, WWE tickets for tomorrow night. Uh, you can also uh, text the show, you know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Well, you can't watch us, you can watch Aaron. Um, and you can see a really odd photo of us. Right. Myself and Henry. So there's that. Yeah, they're giving away uh, for the fight, for Charo fight. Yeah. Yes. Fight tickets. Fight tickets. Yeah. So uh, you don't mind driving to San Antonio. It'll be worth the show. So you're thinking about going? I'm thinking about going. I love those guys. And I'd I'd go to see either one of them fight anytime. Yeah, I I was kind of pissed that I could see his brother fight a couple weeks back. But. uh, yeah, so we got that. We got all kinds of giveaways. And this place is awesome, man. It's called Stack Pickle. And if I like a place with pickle in the name, it's got to be badass. It's got to be badass because uh, uh, you're like a cat with a pickle. Jump, uh, like, like, you ever seen those videos when they put a, a yeah. pickle behind the cat and he goes crazy? Why is that? Uh, I saw that referenced in uh, Rick and Morty in the Pickle Rick one, okay. but, uh, yeah, so, which is my knowledge of the cat thing. Okay. <laughs> right. but, um, but, yeah, it's just I, I have a – very strong dislike of pickles, but okay. they have great food here. If you like pickles, they got you covered. If you don't like pickles, they got you covered. And uh, I had the Texas burger, highly recommend. There you uh, go. And that, and there were like four burgers on there I was looking at. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, what to pick what to pick. And um, I mean, I've got about four questions on the text line today about when's the sports map launch date. Right now, we're looking at August first. It's all looking very good. Sports map elite. That's got to be exciting. It is. It is. And. Um, um, I'll show you some of the, yeah. the mock-ups on the, the break, but it's it's uh, it's going to be great. Where uh, I mean, I'm, I'm finally it's finally real now because we've been through so many fits and starts, but you know, now it's happening, and, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. All right, so I wanted to get to this sack thing. Yes, because they made it uh, uh, before 1982. The sack was not a stat. Pro ref, football reference went and collected them all in one place. They estimate it has 99% of the sacks from the 1970 merger through the 81 season and about 95% of sacks in both the AFL and the NFL from 66 to 69 and about 80% from 61 to 65. Wow. And it says, for 1960 and earlier, it's harder to track sacks reliably. I'm guessing... Yeah, there's not a lot of video out there running of, of those right. games. <laughs> it's not a, not a bunch of them. Uh, but for them to go back and get the sacks, I mean, it's, it's because sacks are such a, a big part of the game now. Right. Even then, like, I was looking at the numbers of uh, the sack leaders, and they, they give me a list of the top guys. Bruce Smith with 200, Reggie White with uh, 198, uh, Deacon Jones 173, Kevin Green 160, Julius Pepper 159 and a half. Uh, Youngblood, 151. 
Chris Dolman, my good friend. You're, you're familiar with him. Rest in peace, 150. And this is one that is really amazing to me. Alan Page with 148 and a half sacks. Back when they threw the ball, what, 12 times a game? Yeah, that was uh, – uh, and his he's right in that window, basically, yes. 67 to 81 before exactly. they started uh, doing it. And um, – you know, when they were playing the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, they were running the ball 35 times a game. And they were throwing five-yard passes. With so, Larry Zonka, just yeah. run the ball. Yeah. That's it. And, and that, was, that was a lot of the lead back then. And, and you had a lot of 14-7 to 7 scores. So for him, that, and you brought that to my attention. I'm like, wow, for him to have that many sacks. And, he's, is, and like you said, he's in that window. It's like uh, Paul Krause, who also played with Alan Page back in that era, to still – have the record for the most interceptions in for his career it's unbelievable because like like we said they they threw the ball 12 15 times a game total now they're throwing the ball every other second you know yeah and it is uh some of the other names on here your your buddy john randall tied for 14th all time john randall's on there I'm, I'm further down the list. I think I'm in the 40s somewhere. I think I'm 45 or 40. No, I was 45 and think J.J. Watt knocked me. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> knocked me out of there. But, uh, yeah, I'm in there somewhere down the list. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, you're uh, – well, I'm still scrolling downward. Oh, man, I'm not in there anywhere. Yeah, what, what, was the, what was the career total? 93 and a half. Oh, yeah, I know where you are now. You're right over here, number 48. Yeah, I was, hey, I'm still in the top 50. You're in the top 50 all time. Uh, you know who's behind you? Who's that? Calais Campbell. Oh, okay. Clay Matthews, heard I'm, of them? I'm so, yep, I've heard of those guys. Of course, Jason Pierre-Paul, yeah. not as good as you. Of course, he might catch you still. Yeah, they, I got a few on, there, on that list that's going to catch yeah, me. Yeah, I'll I, I tell you what, I'm willing to bet a small child right now, number 61 will catch you. <laughs> they're getting there. Yeah. They're closing in a, on me. A little feller named Aaron Donald. <laughs> Aaron Donald is definitely going to catch me. That is I mean, still pretty cool, though. That yeah. is. You know, it's been, uh, what, 21 years since I've played. Yeah. So I feel good. I'm still in the top 50. <laughs> and that includes all the guys that they've added now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm still in there. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, sex for me when I left college wasn't as prominent as when I got to Minnesota. Because when I got to Minnesota, I, I – I, I was fortunate enough to play with Keith Millard, one of the great three techniques who Aaron Donald broke his rec- his, his record uh, a year ago. Uh, Keith was one of the premier three techniques to actually rush the passer. And I had Chris Dolman. He had just started playing de- uh, defensive end, and we became obsessed with sacks. But then it, it, it was the fire was fanned when we got a coach of John Tierlink rest in peace, that he was – his whole thing was sacks, sacks. You tackle, his, his philosophy was you tackle the running back on your way to the quarterback. And it made for just great practices, great playing. And our team, we, we had guys that the games were easier because we had guys like Randall McDaniel, Hall of Famer, Gary Zimmerman, Hall of Famer, that we practiced against every day. And even they said it themselves that – Game seemed easier than practice because you you had such premier guys going uh, one uh, against one another. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny. I I was a fan of, of all of you guys back then for no real reason. It's, I have no reason to be a Vikings fan, except I love the way that you got after the quarterback. Yes, and and 
John Randall with the with the, the paint and everything else. So I, I, you know, that, I like watching these guys. That's that's the and, thing, which is how I first got to know who you were. Yeah, that the thing with the game. I mean, Tony Dungy comes in with a great defense, brings in some great coaches, um, secondary coach, defensive line coach, linebacker coach, guys that just gelled and made it work. And then when we got together and played, I mean, our Fridays is a very short day in the NFL. You're usually done by noon, but for the defense. Uh, front seven of uh, Minnesota when Tony and those guys, we weren't done until 2 or 3 o'clock because after our practice and everything was over officially, we had a room that we all sat in and went through film. You know, just for you know an hour and a half, two hours afterwards, because we had some beer in there, just to, <laughs> you know, relax a little bit, and then we discussed amongst one another what you saw, why was this, why was that, and it made us a better team. Uh, somebody Wanted me to ask you which uh, which top three running back you hated playing against the most. Oh, top three. It was definitely Barry Sanders. I was so much nicer playing with him than against him. <laughs> when I could watch him sit on the bench and watch him do what he did to me. On I have a, a video. A, actually, I have a picture of me tackling Barry. <laughs> and someone sent it to me on Twitter. I'm going to have to find it, the video of it. Because I missed the tackle, and 30 yards later, he was handing the ball to the to the rep. It was a little screen pass. It looked like he was gonna, I was gonna kill him, and he made a little move on me. And like I said, 30 yards later, he's handing the ball. But Barry Sanders was one. Uh, Emmett because of the support. Emmett was a hard runner, but he, I mean, he ran hard, but he had such a great offensive line that you had to battle through to get to him. Right, and he had this little jump cut move that made so many of us look stupid just unbelievable and i would have to say uh all stock from tampa bay that was a that was a that was a big feller oh he had the, the his shoulder pads and his helmet looked like it was always connected you could never find a place to grab him and if you hit him, he was just as big as I was. And if you hit him, you bounced off of him. And you just hoped you had some buddies to come on and just try to grab on him somewhere. He was probably one of another guy that I just hated playing against. Um, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Next segment, I, w- I want to transition this into the Texans a little bit. Okay, because one of the things that you've talked about is coaching, and you've talked about. Uh, uh, how, how coaches, some of the coaches that you played for, I want to get your opinion on can this coaching staff make a big difference over what they had last year uh, based on a couple of key changes? Like, can one position coach make a big difference? I will definitely let you know. I Right now, I'm very unimpressed with it. So, just <laughs> Well, I, listen, I'm trying to find anything about this team that's interesting. Exactly. And then and having to sit there and talk about the coaching staff. No one on the coaching staff is exciting, especially Jolly Wally, here we go, head coach guy. You, you know he's a junkie, right? I heard that. I heard you guys. <laughs> I heard he's a David junkie. Cully, who's a junkie. David Cully, who's a junkie. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
to the Blitz. Hey, guys, sports to you. On ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live at Stacked Pickle on 1960. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Henry Thomas in today. So we're talking a little football, and uh, among other things, because Henry's an interesting dude beyond football. Yes, I have a lot of interest play a lot of golf I know play that. a lot of golf love golf weekends uh, are for golf we were talking about you the other day because i don't know how bowling came up yeah and I'm like i'm like henry's one of those guys that's got a bag with like three balls in it yes i do <laughs> with wheels on it <laughs> well so you're, you're serious about uh, it well you know i to carry my shoes alone you know they're size 16 i need a bigger <laughs> bag so but i do have three balls and uh it's uh save that drop that's it <laughs> And it's uh, I, I love playing uh, I, I love bowling uh, and it's uh, I I rarely bowl in the summer because I like to play more golf than bowl, but when the fall comes around and we start up and we have an absolute ride. So what's uh, I mean what what's an average score for you? Uh, my average is one eighty one eighty one. Okay. So what's the best you've ever rolled? Uh, Two ninety five. Oh, I I poo pooed the bed on the last ball. When I was in Boston and I had a team in Boston, I would everywhere I went, I would just go and say I want to join, and I'd write my name in and put me on a team. Where when I was in Boston, it was three man team, and I was on a team with two older ladies, two older white ladies, and they were a riot. Oh yeah, they were a riot, and I remember going into that last frame, that last ball I'm throwing, and I just threw it so hard it just never broke and just kind of went right through the middle of the the pins and i left five and one of the lady goes i guess it's not true what they say about black men huh henry and we but those ladies were so much fun to bowl with and when i had to leave when the season was over and i was leaving and we were in second place though they were furious with me it's like what are we gonna do but we had so much fun just just going out meeting people and i did it when i was in minnesota the the whole team, the defensive line, we had a, a bowling team called the Alligators. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun watching uh, Al Noger, Chris Doman, myself, Keith Millard. I mean, we had a, a ride, and we had a rotating team. I was the, probably the only guy that was always there. And uh, it was a lot of fun every Monday night, except for when we had Monday night football. And which was tough because back then, it wasn't – you didn't have um, – the NFL Network, you didn't have um, uh, the the satellites where you can watch any game everywhere. Monday night was the time to go and watch. So anytime you got a chance to watch other teams, you wanted to do that. And for us, when you played on Monday night, you knew the rest of the league was watching. It's like, hey, you know, they vote from uh, for Pro Bowl for this, so, you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So you wanted to be, you wanted to play your absolute best on Monday night. All right. So one one quick correction, you're. 48 on the official records list. Okay. The ones that they've added, 
What did I go to? 74. <laughs> You're still top one. Hey, you know what? Still top 100. Think about this for a 20, minute. 20, 21 an, years an, later. An interior yes. defensive lineman. Nose tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to have that many sacks, hey. that's, that's pretty badass, man. Uh, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> I like it. I, 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 you know, that was one of my things in my mind when I was retiring. I wanted to be 100 sacks. I wanted to be at 100 sacks, but it just didn't work out. Because my plan before I went to New England was to play my last few years here in Houston. You know, I played in the, the Astrodome one time in my entire life. Really? Played high school football, LSU, all that, everything close. One game ever. I was MVP, but, you know, <laughs> I had to buy 100 tickets, so I had to figure out a way to pay for them. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to remember, you, you were probably – yeah, you were gone by the time that uh, Lamarck played Eisenhower in that game way back in the day. You, yeah. you were gone by then. Oh, yeah, 83. Yeah, you're, was... you're, no, I'm not going to tell people how old you are. But I'm the same I, age as you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Some people are real sensitive about that. I don't know why. Like, there there are, are people that I love on this station yeah. that don't want anybody to have any idea how old they are. Really? Well, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm 56. I'm proud of it. I I'm, act 25. I ain't going to change. I'm 56, and I'm proud of it. And I mean, that's the thing. I I'm, I'm different than a lot of people because it's the reason I, I have trouble losing weight because every time I get up and look in the mirror, I go, man, are you good? That's pretty good right there. I like that. Yeah, so. I, I, don't do, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, put that hat on so you look like a lesbian. Yeah, great. That's you. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's what you're going to be right Just, there. Uh, keep getting your wife drunk. That's the only way. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> But I wanted to get to this, this Texans coaching staff, and, and I have a, a couple of theories that I want to bounce off you, and then I, I, I also just want to know, like to me the most important thing uh, on the staff was getting rid of Mike Devlin, the offensive line coach. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, you could just tell those guys had no clue what they were doing. They never, Nobody ever got any better under him. And they never played together as one unit. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I think that's a good change, and we'll get to that in a second. But I kind of get the impression that – this franchise really hasn't changed from Bill O'Brien. It's just Nick Casario's less of an a-hole. But he's running the whole thing, right? You don't hire a David Culley as your head coach unless he's your puppet. Because where has this guy's name come up for anything else? Coordinator? No. And all of a sudden you're a head coach? Um, I don't know what they're looking for, what they were looking for, but I'm in agreement with you. They got a puppet. Now, if they come out and, and win four games, I'd be astonished, and I will attribute it mostly to the, to the coaching staff unless they find some diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I mean, I could see a scenario where, okay, the offensive line improves a lot. So okay. you have a good running game. You're able to control the clock. Ty, Tyrod Taylor, let's say he stays healthy. Yes. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot. You're not going to be a very exciting offense, but – you're not going to be horrible if that's the case. Right. No, nothing explosive. No, no. You're going to have to grind and grind, and you're going to have to win 20 to 14 and 17 to 14. And that's the problem because even with that defense not on the field very much, I don't see them holding many teams to 14 or 17 they're, points. They're not going to do it. I mean, we've seen it in the past. We've all talked about how uh, uninspiring the secondary was. You had a couple of bright spots at the linebacker position, and then there's J.J. Watt. Right. Not here anymore. Now, what? How do you make that work? Do you, you know, how do you 
fill those those voids that obviously are there. Your coaching staff has to step up and organize the guys to where I played in many games where the talent, the most talented team didn't win. But the organized, well, well-coached team actually won. They're going to have to win games like that to just to inspire the fans, to have the fans. The, the fans are still going to come because we want to know. Right. We want to see it. I don't know, though. I don't think there's going to be as many fans. I, I think there is a lot of bitterness towards, you know, and if you just look at it in terms of everything that's happened since you were up on the Chiefs in the playoffs, which wasn't that long ago. Right. You trade DeAndre Hopkins. Now, that was O'Brien and, and Jesus Easterby. Yeah. But Jesus Easterby's still here. You haven't gotten still, rid of him. He's not going anywhere. One no. fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny right there. That's it. Yeah. That's um, funny right there. Yeah. I love it when people tell me that's funny because, you know, when, when it's something they said. Yes. But, um, but, yeah, so those guys get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. And then you get off to a bad start. You get rid of O'Brien. You give people hope. Yes. It's like, you know what? We're going to fix things. And... You know, you, you obviously can't do it during the season. But then you get to the end of the year, and the first thing you do is bring in another Patriot guy. And, and as it turns out, he's doing the same thing. He's just coordinating all the power, and he wants yeah. to be the guy. Okay, great. You better be good at it. Uh, I, you know, and you hire a coach that nobody's ever heard of. And, you know, then you, have, you, you piss off your quarterback, who turns out is an air humper. Yeah, it's uh, an air humper. And now if you're it's 50-50, though. 50 liked him, 50 didn't. I mean, 50% liked him, 50% didn't. I mean, that's a lot of masseuse. Well, masseuses? Musai. Masseuse? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how, many, uh, how many Instagram masseuses did you hire in your career? None. <laughs> None. I had two. I had three masseuses in my entire career, and they were all excellent. I mean, I had one in Detroit that was. I didn't have, all I had to do was get on the table. And she goes, what happened to your wrist? And I'm like, because I'm usually asleep. Because my massage days were Tuesday, because it was day off, and Friday after practice. And every Tuesday I can be on there. And she goes, hey, did you hurt your wrist? What happened to your knee? How come your ankle's like, you know, just from the, because Fridays I was usually, you know, I had a couple beers after doing the meeting. So I was going to take a nap while I was in there. And, no matter what, she could tell what was going on, and she was an outstanding masseuse. But that was it. That was three in 14 years. You didn't get on, like, Craigslist back in the day or whatever. And we didn't have Craigslist back then. We, we still, <laughs> well, you had Bissonette is what you had. Uh, we, we still had the, the paper. You had to go to the, uh, the personals. <laughs> See, you guys don't know nothing about that. You had to yeah. personal ads. You had to decode the personal ads. Hey, this says... <laughs> Uh, I, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, This is Heisman Trophy winner, College Football Hall of Famer, Eddie George, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. 
is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live at Stacked Pickle on 1960. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz out here at Stacked Pickle. We'll be here till 7. we got all kinds of great giveaways. You have to be here to win. So come on out. Get signed up, 1960. Listen, there's traffic out there now. I know how this works. Yes. And I'm looking at traffic. I'm like, why would you sit in traffic when you can come in here, have some great food, have a drink, win something? I, I, I'm not going to guarantee you'll win, but I guarantee you might win something. I guarantee you might win something. <laughs> yeah. Don't know exactly what. And we've got a lot of good stuff for you to win. So uh, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to kind of keep going with, with this a little bit because uh, we were talking about Deshaun off air, and unfortunately, there's a few things we can't do on air that we we're talking <laughs> right. about. But uh, and, and you asked me a question: is like, when will he play football again? And I just, I, I to me, if I'm his agent, who, by the way, is the one who you know orchestrated the whole wanting a trade thing and was just using the Jalen Ramsey playbook that he used successfully before, right? I think I tell him, you know what? Let's try to make nice with the Texans and get back on the field as long as they'll let me play. The NFL will let me play. And then we worry about a trade next offseason. When you're past your legal issues. When, my question is, when does the NFL step in? Have they said anything? They haven't said anything. Not one word. No. How is that? You know, because normally they're very vocal about Things like this has happened. I mean, I'm pretty sure in the next coming hours, we're going to hear a plethora of things about Sherman. Oh, yeah. From the NFL. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) But they haven't said anything pertaining to Deshaun Watson. But it is a difficult difficult thing to, to judge because... You know, and I've been through every sordid detail of those reports. And it's... Um, Are they gun-shy from the Ray Rice? I don't... I think the problem is that you know, some of these, I think, are kind of BS. Okay. I believe it. But there's 22 of them. They're not all BS. Right. And, you know, does HPD get involved? All of those questions I think the NFL is looking at going... Man, if we suspend this guy six games and it turns out there's a criminal case, right. then we're going to look pretty stupid because we suspended Zeke Elliott for six games for no reason whatsoever. Right. And it, then this guy gets six games and turns out he's an actual rapist. Now, we don't know that. I'm, I'm speculating. Yes. If something like that were to happen, um, which – or somebody else comes, comes on. I mean, he did some of the stuff after they already knew there was problems. Yes. Now, how do we know he hasn't pulled something since? He ain't the smartest guy in the world. Well, that's what he's standing up to be. Because to, to do it after you're already in trouble, it's now does it become an addiction, a session, something that you may want to think medically, do like all the rest of them. I have a sex addiction problem. Can that, can that one fly this year? Mm, no, I, I don't think you can get by the, with that anymore. They wore them out already yeah. too many times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I tried that with one of my ex-wives. It's like, look, sorry that it was your friend, but I have a sex addiction. It didn't help. Really? Yeah. Didn't. She didn't buy it. Yeah. But 
I, I don't think that works anymore. Just like I was hacked doesn't work anymore. That's right. Nobody buys it. <laughs> Nobody goes for it no. anymore. But you know, I, I I've said all along. I think the best thing for him to do is you know at some point hold a press conference with his girlfriend there and basically is she still there. Well, yeah, because she's like she writes books. She's got her own business. She's she's trying to build up her own thing. That's so, another. Is she still there? Because you're trying to build your own thing. That's not gonna, that's not like leapfrogging you up. No, she's already said. I mean, they 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 went to that wedding together a couple of weeks ago, and she's already come out in support of him. I mean, she doesn't have to say a word at the press conference. She just sit there and smile and nod. Say, I support Deshaun 100%. I'm here with him 100%. Yeah, uh, Tell the, you guys go buy this next book. If you have a book sitting in front of her up like this, it's like on the bestseller yeah. stand. Yeah, yeah, she, she have it you know, propped up. That's right. It's like, you know, that's, that's what I should do with my novel whenever uh, we're on Twitch. It's just like just prop, prop it up it there. right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> go check it out, yeah. It's right there for you. Well, it's, it, I, you know, with the NFL – with their whole thing of protecting the shield, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why there's no dialogue. Maybe there is dialogue that we don't know about, but there should be some kind of dialogue with the parties to find out where they're going to stand. They're just going to stand back and wait to the end and see what happens with that and then make their ruling or just like piling on the guy that's already down. Yeah, and if they're going to wait... Then he's got a report, right? That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. And, and that's going to get awkward. And that's why I think if you're going to do that, if you don't want to not get paid, um, you got to show up, you got to report, and you're going to have to say, listen, um, I, I want to make things work here in Houston, even if you only want to make it work for one year. Yeah, look, i got to make things work yeah. here because uh, you're going to need money for the, the, the attorneys because those guys aren't cheap. No, nope. Those, Rusty Harden, not cheap. Not cheap at all. Um, as as a lot of go. And a lot of times when you lose, you got to pay for the other guy too. Yep. So, and so. Which is why, I mean, there was all this uh, settlement talk. But he's um, – they're not close on the settlement. That That is definitely not going to happen. And so if these cases don't go to trial until early next year, what does that do for this year? And, I, I mean, I think he either has to – Play the game. Suck it up. Boy, I hate using words like that when it involves him. <laughs> he either has to suck it up and try to make things right with the Texans because nobody's going to trade for him okay. right now with all that hanging over him. And, yeah. and you know, try to play this year if they let him. And then put it on the NFL to say, no, you're suspended. And then once that suspension's over, now they can always come back and hit you again. Yeah. But I think that way, that I mean, that kind of resolves it a little bit. And then you, you, they come in and say, all right, no, you're, you're suspended for the season. Then fine, you can trade him next year, which well, is what I think will happen before next year's draft. Well, If I, I were a betting man. I'm, which you are. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you with make nice, come out and try to do your craft, do your job, and go from there. And that way you force the hand of the NFL. Because if you come to training camp, you start playing, now they have to say, Right now, are we going to suspend him now? Or are we going to wait till all this is over? And I mean, you can go in and and say, "Look, can I can I avoid all the press conference?" You, I, I mean, I would try to do it. I mean, I did it when I played, but it's not like a whole lot of people want to talk to me. <laughs> plus, plus, I was but a, a bit of a butthead when it because you know some of the questions are comical. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, how did you feel when you got that sack? Huh? <laughs> what? What was running to your through your mind? Get yeah. him on the ground. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. How are you feeling right now? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, feeling like I want to punch you in the nose for that question. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> But what does it mean to you? Wow, that, that's a good one. What does that mean to you? And then you have to try to – I stopped trying to be deep and philosophical about them. I'm just like, it meant to win. And then they would look at me in that awkward silence like – and then they try to lead you along on the question. And it's like, it's not going to happen, pal. Next question. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, I'll, and I, I still do this sometimes. I'll get on people for – coach speak or for cliche answers but then when you keep it getting asked the same dumb questions over yes. and over what are you really supposed to say sit you know it's like you want to tell you how i really tell me how you really feel i really feel you're an idiot <laughs> but back then back then they they blacklist you for stuff like that exactly right and, and now I, now it's just twitter so now that's right now because i Trust me, I've been on some of those lists because, you know, uh, he's a funny guy, but he's a bit of an a-hole. So we're, we're, we're not going to talk to him. You know? <laughs> it's like, good. I didn't want to talk to you guys anyways. Mm. Uh, but, but getting back to the Watson thing, I, I think, and maybe these conversations are happening now and they're, they're quiet about it, where the NFL's talking with the Texans and they're talking with Watson's guys. But I think at some point, when camp starts, he becomes a holdout, and from what I understand, he can't really afford to be not making that money right now. Well, and to be a holdout, it, it just seems like it, it's going to compound the problems that you have. Yeah. You know, it's adding to what you already got going on. I believe this would be a place of a, 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 a small slice of some normalcy that you can get away from all these other pressures because – 22 women you know like and we well that's 22 complaints so how many how many were we actually doing and how many of them just decided it's not worth the trouble okay 22 complaints give me 22 client lists i can probably cut out 15 (laughs) let's talk to some of those (laughs) i'm speculating people i don't need don't be looking at me like that don't judge i'm just saying it's okay. It's okay to speculate. It's, it's okay to speculate. So I'm just saying that possibly that would, you know, now we get the number to a, a manageable number, then we go to work after that, possibly. Yeah, I just I think that's going to be an interesting storyline because I, I could see him. I don't know. At some point, you have to kind of go back to the I want out of here thing and realize, okay, that might not be an option right now. Yeah. So what's it going to be? I hold out. Or, you know, the commissioner puts me on a list where I still get paid, which is probably what he wants. But as dumb as he is, I think he wants to play football. And I think the only way he could play football is to try to make things right here and with, with the agreement that next year, okay, if things aren't the way we're all happy, we'll trade you. Well, I'm not going to go as far as you and say as dumb as he is because his actions, now that's dumb. But as far as his football, I'm thinking – Sitting out, it's dumb. <laughs> would be a yeah, dumb it's, it's, thing. Listen, it I, a dumb I, at move. some point, man, and you know, people get mad at me when I say he's dumb. But you know, I'll also say Cal McNair's dumb in the same sentence, and that's okay. And that's all right. <laughs> but but the reality is, everybody does dumb things. You've yes. done them. I've done them. Exactly. Uh, but Richard Sherman's done them. 
But you Sherman's don't. Not but when you do one dumb thing after another, and I'm not talking about 22 dumb things. I mean, the, the whole the, the cryptic tweeting was just stupid. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, in, you know, you look at Wonderlick scores, and I don't think too much of them until you start seeing a guy do one dumb thing after another, and you realize, eh, maybe, maybe there was something to that. Something to that, that testing. And, and then, it, no matter what happened with these women, at the very least, he just was completely stupid to be trying to hire rubbing tugs off the internet. And, and he's all but admitted that. So, yeah, I'm sorry. After a while. A rubbing tug? Yeah. A rubbing tug? You've never, you never, well, I'm not, I'm not asking. I never hired a rubbing tug. Really? I, I, I mean, it's a good call. I think I'm going to use it in my vocabulary now. But <laughs> you, you never heard that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I could contribute something I, today. I appreciate that, yes. A rubbing tug. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and I feel bad for anybody whose kids are in the car. It's like, Daddy, what's a, what's a rubbing tug? Yeah, explain that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just tell them it's like when you rub somebody the wrong way. That's all. Sit. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow live at Stack Pickle on 1960. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, live here at Stack Pickle. And uh, I would just say, if you're in the area, the smart thing to do right now is come inside and sit here and eat and drink. Because it's, it's uh, coming down. It's coming down, and there's lightning. And, uh, yeah, so you should not be driving in this. In fact, yeah, you should do one of those, wet, those uh, weather things. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the 1960 area, please get to Stack Pickle and go win something. Get inside immediately, or hail might get you. Hail, or lightning. Lightning? You, you could get lightning. This has been an actual emergency from the Blitz. <laughs> All right, Man. I, uh, I got to do the uh, Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. Oh, yes. I got a good one for you. The Gym of the Day. It's the gym of the day, the Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. It's always hard. I actually have a, uh, like eight possibilities today. Like one, I've got a couple, like one of my favorites, woman following to her death while attempting to take a selfie at a waterfall. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm sort of a fan of bad selfie deaths. <laughs> I mean... Just if you care that much about the selfie and then you fall, it's kind of on you, right? It's on you. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a guy who appeared in a London library dressed as Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey at a kids' event. We had that. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, I will probably get to that story, but I, I, I've been on this bit about animals taking over the world. Recently, we've had bear attacks. We know that the monkeys are out there. We know the Planet of the Apes is coming. 
Monkeys are ready. So the whole thing is whether or not it becomes Skynet, Zombies, or Planet of the Apes. I also think we have to be worried about Planet of the Snakes. Hate them. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Don't like the no-shoulders. Uh, but a woman in, in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Augusta, Georgia. Oh. Which I'm saying probably a bit pretentious in her Augusta home. Wow. Good, uh, good Georgia <laughs> accent right there. Yes. Uh, it's a favorite. <laughs> it's basically me doing Im- an imitation of Charlize Theron in uh, Bagger Van <laughs> from Savannah, yes. Georgia. Okay. Like that movie? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so that, that, that's where that comes from. Uh, but uh, her Augusta home, she spotted what she thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor. She went to reach for it, and it moved. Said a second later, another piece moved, and she went to her husband to let them know they had 17 snake babies in their home. 17. Total hey, of 18, because that. Yeah, there was also the snake adult. Whew, 18 <laughs> snakes. I'm not a fan. I don't even want to know what kind they are, because they're going down. Uh, yeah, and I don't care that you're a baby snake. I don't care if you're a baby snake. Uh, I got to tell you, I will snake genocide your ass, uh, the I'm whole not, family, I'm, and I will not. I, I will have zero compunction about doing it. I don't even. I, I knew. I have people ask. Girls say, if I had a snake, would you still? Would you be my boyfriend? No, I have no. If you got snakes, lizards, iguanas, no. Uh, I no. Would, well, it depends. Like if she's really hot. I would just say, yeah, I'll be your boyfriend. Hook up with her and say, I oh, never mind. The snake scares me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nuh-uh. Now, if she's going to use the snake in weird ways, then I'm out on that. Uh, I got nothing with that. Nope. You got to have a certain mentality to have a snake, a lizard, guana, whatever they got. Well, now, when I was a kid, we had a tarantula. We had, uh, we had an iguana. We had some, I had an opossum. But my, my grandparents had a farm, and we'd capture these things, Did right? Did you just say opossum? An opossum, yes. That's what we used to call them. <laughs> that, uh, not, not possum, but opossum, because no. that's how you spell opossum it. Opossum is the official name. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call him possum. Okay. Like Peter the possum. Possum. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's growing up down there on that farm. You, know, <laughs> you got a lot of those fellers. So, um, but uh, 17 snakes. 18. 18 snakes. Counting the mama snake. What did they do? Uh, they were able to get animal control to remove them. Apparently, there's construction going on down the block. And uh, they think that the snakes came in the house from there. From the construction. But you know what? Um, I'm pretty sure. Now, the place we're building in East Texas, I, I, I mean, there's snakes all over there. So that'll be different. But. Pretty sure there's no way a snake can get in my house. It's, and it's if it, Georgia. If it did, then one of the dogs would go after it. Right. So, well, actually, I'd, I'd want to know if it was poisonous or not. If it's not poisonous, I'd let the dogs go after it. If it's poisonous, I'd send the cat. <laughs> but Good plan. Good yeah, plan. That, yes. that, that's just how I would do it. Yes. But uh, anyway, that is your Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. All right. Uh, I haven't been paying as much attention to Twitch, but apparently the guy who gets 
blocked every day got blocked again today. <laughs> his, that's his goal, to get blocked? Yeah, I think it is. I yeah. think it is. It's a fun thing for him to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I know he got banned yesterday because he made a comment about another host's wife. I don't know what he did today. Really? Yeah. Well, let's uh, find out what he did today. Yeah, somebody let me know. Somebody text the show. That'd be the best yeah. way to do it. Uh, you sure we don't want to know? I, I, I'm just curious now. So, yeah, let's uh, – I know this This was my other – like my runner-up, Jim. Yeah. Was a uh, – a library in London was having a kids' event, and a man dressed as Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey appeared. Parents were outraged when footage surfaced of an actor dressed as a multicolored monkey with fake genitalia appearing at a children's event. Um, yeah. Why? So. Is it a protest? No, no. That, I mean, it, I guess they thought kids would find this amusing. I, dildo butt monkey. Yeah. And he's, you know. I'm looking I mean, at the picture I, I, and you're killing me. Not the biggest dildo out there, but, you know. And the, the butt is shaved, so yeah. he's the butt monkey. Wow. So, uh, yeah, apparently. I, I can't see why. The, play, the, uh, the, the library apologized, noting that we never intended to offend residents. We respect everyone's individual opinion with no offense to any part. Actions are being taken. More information to follow. Hey, man. Did they hire him? Uh, yeah, apparently they did hire him. Somebody they at the library him. hired that person to do that. Uh, I now, agree. Now, I think, Aaron, like we could do something like that. We could hire somebody and send them out on the street with a, with a sign that <coughs> says, listen to the Blitz right now with Fred Fowler and Henry Thomas. And that's okay. Unless we send them to a school. That, 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 that's that the be. problem. Is do whatever the hell you want on Bourbon Street, Sixth Street, where adults congregate. But when you're trying to bring that kind of topic around children, you should be burned at the stake, and then let snakes it, feast on your remains. And I hate snakes. I hate snakes. So you just brought it back to snakes. Got it brought back, swung it right around the snakes. Well, well done. I love how you tied that together, Aaron. Oh, I do what I can. Is, it's kind of like I've been doing this for a little bit. That's I'm horrible. Learning. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't see it. I don't see how you hire somebody to do that. You're messed up in the head. Uh, there's somebody out there who just thinks, it would oh, this funny. would be kind of cool. This might be instructive. No. Instructive. A rainbow dildo butt monkey. <laughs> Captain America says, I think I just found my uh, fantasy football team name this year. <laughs> I'm with you, Captain Rainbow Butt Monkey. Oh, great. Oh, all right. Let's uh, take a quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Oh, when it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, SportsMap Bets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com. 